Welcome to the number one place you should send anyone trying to get out of the rat race and build a little wealth. When you're building your portfolio, starting from the ground floor, you need something different that you never thought you'd have before. A rabbit in the hat called the Not Your Average Investor Show to inspire you, entertain you, and teach you how to grow your dough. Surrounded by a tribe with a vibe you've been seeking for. With people in your corner gonna make you really, really grow. But just how fast you'll grow, how big you'll go, you couldn't possibly know. Not at this point in time. But that's why we're here. Welcome to the Not Your Average Investor Show and Community, where we figured that most of us trying to get out of the rat race need a little bit of education and a lot of friends to help us understand complicated asset classes. And that's what we provide here with a focus on helping you get into one of the greatest long-term risk-adjusted asset classes in the history of investments, rental income properties. But don't hear from me. Join us right now to our live show, Already in Progress. Enjoy. We're officially live on Facebook for the Thursday edition of the Not Your Average Investor Show, the JWB Rental Lincoln Property of the Week. Week, 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 week. I'm your host, Pablo Gonzalez. With me, as always, a man that I call GC because of his genius concepts. Because he generates cash flows, because he's a great ca- co-host, and because his name is Greg Cohen. Say hello, Greg. Hello, everyone. Great to be with you. <laughs> with us always is our all-star community manager and marketing teammate, Madison Lipsom, who's hanging out with us in the chat. She's going to get you anything you need. Welcome to the show, Madison. Say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. And the star of the show, the guest investor, the he's a legend amongst these parts mm-hmm. from from what i hear the number one referrer of jwb uh clientele he's also a legend where he lives where he has a hockey arena named after him absolutely so kind of kind of a ray of sunshine follows him everywhere future nightclub owner roger <laughs> voice that hello roger welcome to the show hello everyone nice to hear from you did everyone know your real name pablo cohen <laughs> I would, that's my nickname for you guys <laughs> oh, always, we are kind of like one one unit at this time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. a lot oh, easier yeah you're one unit <laughs> Pablo Cohen. we just PC. go everywhere outside we run in the morning gc and pc i'm into it you have me it. on like a leash i just follow wherever you go <laughs> no comment all right so we're like we like to we like to welcome <laughs> our our community to the show and we love to welcome our podcast listeners if you're listening on the podcast We love having you in the audience. Um, We would love it even more if you joined us live one of these Tuesdays and Thursdays. Go to nyais.com. If you're listening on Facebook, if you're one of Roger's many fans on Facebook and you're watching him live right now, go to nyais.com. Join us here in the chat. It's as fun as it sounds. And uh, we're going to prove it to you. Ready for the roll call, Roger? Yes. Roll call. Madison says, welcome to the Not Your Average Investor Show in the chat. Jen fills in the fairy godmother of the Not Your Average Investor Show community. Says, hello, hello, JWB family. Carl Thompson says, good morning, everyone from Colorado. Hope to see you at the meetup on Friday. Agree with that. Jillian Noel is back. She says, hello. Leo 
for again, for says good. That's how you know he says, loves you. Says good morning, <laughs> all from sunny Bay Area, California. We got John Henning saying good afternoon, all. We got Drew Barnhill, the ringmaster of the Not Your Average Investor Show community, saying good afternoon, my people. We got Lee Bishop, the MVP of the Not Your Average Investor Show community, saying great afternoon, everyone, and the lovely Madison. Hi, Greg. Hi, Pablo. Hi, Roger. We got in the house. Noel Rondari's back. Hello, everyone. Greetings from California. We got Lewis Hudnill morning from Millipedes, California. We got who else? Herbe Francois, the star of last week's guest investor role. Hey, JWB fam. Great to see you all. Jillian Noel says, Belize sounds great. Jillian, I think you should get on the get, get on the train here. And uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure. Oh, we got Greg Stone. Howdy from New York, Greg, New Jersey. Greg is the whenever Greg Cohen is out. Greg is the official Greg of yeah. the Natural Average Investor. He's definitely a much better version of Greg. So Greg, Greg Stone, you just got a nickname. You're the unofficial Greg of the Natural Average Investor Show community. I like it. I like it. Sean Hanna's back. Hello, everyone. Who else? We got Jag. Jag, you haven't been with us in a while. Welcome yeah, back, Jag Chatter. It says good morning. We got Marilyn Cotterman from Homosassa, Florida. Home of the manatee. She says hi, Jen. Hi, I'm Lee. Or maybe she, she checked in earlier. I don't know. Eddie Harris says hi, Eddie from Atlanta. Hi, Eddie. Welcome to the show. We got Marie Rockoff. Marie, welcome back. She says hello all. And Ken Maline joining a little bit late, but it's okay because he's the patriarch. He makes the of rules. The first family. Of the He's the patriarch. He's the patriarch. <laughs> the show doesn't start until she kind of arrives. As is tradition. As is tradition. Um, all right. And now for my favorite segment, which is Madison shares good news. Tell us what's good news, Madison. Oh, gosh, the good news. Let's see. Today is kind of a piggyback off of the testament of how JWB treats and chooses their teammates. Recently, this week, we got word that JWB is in the top 100 places to work in Florida. Hey, yo. Yes. How about that? I'm not surprised at all. I love it. I don't work and I wish I did. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, coming from a teammate, there's no surprise. The way Greg and the other guys make it to where you enjoy coming to work every day is something really awesome. So, I'm not surprised by it at all. I'm sure all of you aren't either, but there's some good news. People are going to think that I probably like positioned the good news to like be that. I I will tell you that Madison chooses her own good news every single day. And so thank you so much for choosing that good news. I mean, if there's one award that means more than anything else we'll ever win, it is our best places to work award. We have won it a lot in the past. It is the one that we position. We, We position like, how are we treating our team? But like, even the little things like how is IT working, right? When we manage our IT teammates, it's like, we need to have a great experience here because you're helping us win this award because this is going to help us attract the top talent, which is going to make our investments better. So the most important I, award, thank you for sharing that. I saw your award on Facebook. You came in 49th out of a hundred. Yeah. I can't believe there's 48 better companies. Than <laughs> well, something cool, actually. We, um, well, th- there's there's that one. I guess I'm getting a little confused here. We, we won the Gator 100 as well uh, last okay. week, which is the top right. Gator-led companies in the world. Mm-hmm. And we- Which you guys win two awards with it. Yeah. So we were the only company to actually have two in the top 100. We were 46 and 50 for uh, Gator-led businesses for JWB Real Estate Capital and JWB Property Management. We were one of only three companies to be a five-time award winner. So- Madison, you know what was really cool this, about that? On this tangent here, but you know what was really cool about that? 
when they gave the award, none of you guys were there. You're all too busy. <laughs> well, that's not actually the, the case. We were in Gainesville. We, you know, we were going there. We actually got some news that um, Alex's family needed him to come home. <laughs> Kids weren't feeling so good. So we had to support our boy. We all ended up yeah. coming home, uh, coming back to Jacksonville. Um, and our teammates, the Richie Insurance Group, picked us up yeah. and accepted the awards for us. For past, past star of the show, Rich Richie. Got yeah. to accept the award. I, I talked about that this weekend. Always there in the clutch. Always there in the clutch. And they won their own award. And Let's they, talk about that, right? That's right. That's right. The Richie Insurance Group won that award. Gator 100, fastest growing Gator-led companies in the entire world. Richie Insurance Group, one of our absolute best partners. Incubated as well. right here at JWB. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's been an awesome partnership. It's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, now that we got all the good news out of the way, um, <laughs> I think we got some breaking news, Greg. What's going on? Oh, man, we got some breaking news hot off the press here. We're going to talk a little bit about how it's going to affect your properties, too. This is breaking news that is going to have an absolute impact on this evaluation we're going to review for the property of the week and every evaluation you see going forward. So let's make sure I'm glad everybody's here on the show. Real quick, Greg. Yes. I heard Rich Rich is watching live on Facebook right now. Shout out to Rich. Yes. (laughs) Shout out to Rich. Yes. Accepting awards, watching live. All right. Breaking news. Go for it. So we have talked a lot about how prices are going up. We have talked a lot about how interest rates are going up. We've talked a lot about how you can make a decision today that will produce more cash flow than if you make that same decision to buy that property one year from now because of what's going on. You're going to have cap rates compressed or cash flows compressed. What that means is that over time, cash flows are going to go down given a certain down payment. But if you, know, if you don't use any financing, Pablo, you, know, you, you get a ton of cash flow, right? So when people think about this idea that my cash flows might just like evaporate or might be going cash flow negative, I'm not concerned about that. Nobody should be really concerned about that. It's just about how much are you going to need to put down in order to produce positive cash flow. Right. At one point, you could have put 25% down to produce positive cash flow. But as interest rates go up and home prices go up, you're going to have to put more down to be able to earn that same positive cash flow. We've known this was coming for a while, kind of hinted at it a little bit. Well, guess what? That's really the state of things now in the Jacksonville market and for most places in the country now. You need to put more money down in order to be able to get positive cash flows. Right. So what you guys are going to see on our valuations now, you'll see this here in just a couple of minutes on our property of the week is uh, you're going to see that we have an expectation for clients are going to put 30% down instead of 25% down. Right. In the past, it was 25%. You still could have put 20% down. We just had it at 25%. Now you still can put 20% down or 25%. But 30% down will get you to cash flow positive. That's what we're going to represent on our evaluations now. Because at the end of the day, we need this to be cash flow positive, right? We need this to be an asset that pays for itself every single month. And because interest rates have gone up so much, like we have been talking about for six months, a year plus, this is a natural evolution of that. And so you guys will see that here on our evaluations. All right. Well, All right. That is, uh, that is breaking news. It's kind of... Uh... Gives me a little bit of anxiety. I wish I would have acted sooner, but now it just makes me want to act right now, right? Like I uh, keep going. Right? From from this point, right? Prices yeah. are still going to be going up, yeah. right? We still probably have, you know, depending on what you read into the Fed's comments, somewhere around six to maybe 10 additional rate hikes mm. for short-term interest rates. That is going to equate to a lot of pressure of upward rising uh, rates 
for uh, your interest rates. So I know we wish that interest rates were what they were a year ago and prices were what they were two years ago. It's just not real. We have to make the best decision we can with what we know and making a decision to buy right now will be less money down and a lower interest rate than what it will most likely be one year from now. And, and you know that's something that we need to take to heart. I do have a couple of other things to throw out there in the breaking news section here. Throw it out there. All right. Um, looking at real numbers for revenue increases. So think of revenue increases are your rent rates, right? Rent, revenue, that's what we're looking at for our evaluations here. We've got some great information for long-term historical rent price appreciation from John Burns Consulting, one of the leaders in our space. Going back from 1985 all the way to present day, average rents in Jacksonville have appreciated at a rate of 3.3%. So a minor change to what's on the evaluation, but anytime we get better data, I'm going to share it with you. It's going to become a part of our evaluations. Previously, it was 3% for annual revenue gains, Mm -hmm. annual rent price gains. Now it's 3.3%. So we can reference that number as kind of our standard uh, going forward. So you take all this into account. What you're going to see our cash flows are between $50 a month to call it about 100, maybe getting up a little bit higher than that. Your returns are largely right around 6% return on investment. Again, not including home price appreciation which we can play that game again here as far as including home price appreciation or property of the week. But yeah, but that's where that's the latest and greatest update there. All right, man. That's a lot of updates. Uh, You haven't seen me in two weeks. (laughs) You haven't been around for a minute. Y'all over there hanging out with your family. Um, Great. Well, you know who I really want to talk to is our guest investor, the most interesting man in the world, Roger Voicenet. Roger, you want to you want to tell us a little bit you know what kind of, what kind of assets are you invested in these days so that everybody knows why you're you're our guest investor over here. Yeah. Greg will go into this. Right now I have 8 homes starting in 2012 and 14 different notes. Now all the notes are in my real estate IRA which is called Ets Equity Trust Company and that's how I know about JWB and Greg through Equity Trust Company. They had a webinar in um, 2011, I think. Long time I know ago. Equity Trust through Remax International, where I've been working for 33 years. So that's how one thing led to another. And I met Greg on the webinar, and we talked on the phone. And he said, now, we don't want any flippers. You're going to have to be a long-term investor. But we have a program. We can fly you down to Jacksonville, give you a rental car and a hotel for three days. You put a $5,000 refundable deposit, which made sense. I met the, the team. We it was in the old uh, office building. We had lunch, yep. sandwiches, and potato chips. And then I went out with a guy who's no longer there and looked at nine homes, ended up buying the very first one we looked at, never went inside. It was Odin Avenue. Beautiful. Uh, 95000 I think the rent was nine fifty or 900 I just looked, the rent's now twelve fifty, so that's thirty-five to forty percent increase in those ten years. There you go. There you and the house is I think it's valued in the low twos, but it could be more. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's a couple of things. Then locally I'm involved in about three or four commercial buildings. One's called the Da Vinci Center. We own the Main Street Arena, Ice Arena, which we just sold and converted it to uh Oh, it's called the Tall Oaks Technology Center on 23 acres, 120,000 square foot. We bought that for three million with um, a two-year closing because it was half rented, hmm. and we closed in two years, and it was fully rented when we 
closed and it was appraised at 7.5 million. We paid three. Wow. And That's the ice arena, we paid three and sold for just, just around six, seven years later. And we had to sell that. It's a whole nother story. Um, so that's that. And then I looked on my, I have some peer-to-peer lending companies, you know, prosper.com. You know about that one? No, I, I don't know too much about that one specifically, but yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to hear more about it. Well, it's just a peer-to-peer lending. You give money to this company. They vet these people who want to borrow at below rates that could uh, Mm-hmm. Their alternatives are credit cards or local banks. You tell them your risk factor. Someone might borrow like $5,000 to renovate their bathroom and they'll borrow $25 from 100 people, 200 mm. people, whatever it is. And it's all done by the uh, algorithms on prosper.com. But that's just something that anyone can do at any time with a little extra money and beat inflation. Interesting. That is really cool. So, well, I, I did tell you I invested in the teak plantation with Rachel. That's right. That's a great company, ECI. I didn't know about the teaks until, uh, well, first I knew about their solar home projects, but the teak thing came later and it's pretty, um, it was like $16,000 for a quarter acre. They're going to harvest in 10 years minimum. Return would be 92,000 if it's considered average quality or a 212 if it's considered high quality teak. So then you have to replant. Mm. And it's all a reforestation effort by uh, the government of Panama. Very cool. Yeah. You know, it's, it's taken me, it's taken me a long time to, to really understand and master all the decisions that go into buying rental properties and one rental property or portfolios or, and now, you know, we, we buy property management companies and I get to think about it. It's taken 16 years to just and I don't feel like I'm that far out of like my comfort zone. Whenever I talk to Roger and he's buying ice arenas and, you know, teak forestation, you know, investments and, and all this. And I'm like, how do you value that? Like, how do you know so much about all of these different things that you know how to, how to do all that? I think it's incredible. And it's really fun every time I get to talk. To I'll them. tell you yeah. one tip I think is find smart people who are investing larger sums of money and just be a small version, a small part of many different projects like that I that's the that. ice arena i wasn't the, we had a friend uh guy's name mark and he was the the general partner put most of the money in he, he put the business plan together and same with some other things i'm in the da vinci center and whatever about the people okay so i got some breaking news apropos of what you just said so breaking news always, by roger the breaking news greg always said the real estate cycle is about 20 years right mm-hmm. 10 to 20 years so I have a number of rental houses right down my street. And one of them's 20. I've had it for 20 years, built in 1950. Mm-hmm. A good time to sell. So I put it on the market. And my the neighbor of the home, who's an architect, just signed a contract with me for, I think, 425000 So with that money, I'm going to buy two houses with JWB. All right. Go from 8 to 10 and lower the... The you know what that means. From nine to eight, right? That's right. Why don't so you tell Sarah everybody? That would be $1,200 a year saving just in the management fee. So tell everybody about JWB Elite, if you wouldn't mind, Roger, because you've been a part of this since you got to the five home level. What 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 do we do for folks who reach that? Well, it's 10% property management fee, which is fair and everyone else charges that. Mm-hmm. But if you get to the five home level, it goes down to nine. And then... 
10 goes down to eight. I have 12 people I invited to the show who are all interested in working with you guys at some time, but it takes time. Well, that's, that's really incredible. I mean, you, you do so much for us other than just, of course, you know, us getting to serve you actively go out of your way to bring really wonderful people into our organization. You know, I think every, every company dreams of having clients like Roger, right? Roger is, is a giving person beyond just what it does for him. So super appreciate it. Welcome all of your friends that are listening right now. Hope we get to serve you as well. I started sharing that. I, I thought I thought we could uh, use this opportunity to maybe sure. educate some of your friends and show show off Roger's yeah. interesting chops, right? As we as we magically whisk ourselves away to twenty eight fifteen Robert Street here in Jacksonville, Florida three two two zero seven. It's a two hundred and sixty thousand dollar home, three bedroom, two bathroom, two car garage. We got rent for fifteen eighty seven, and over here we got the estimated conventional financing, total monthly cash flow of a hundred dollars and the total ROI of 6.16% when financed conventionally. Roger, when we um when we pop up these uh these property evals, right? You're you're about to get to 10. You've done this a couple of times. Where does your eye go first? What is the first thing that you start to look at? Well, the purchase price, they've been going up and so has been the rent, but on a new home, is this a new home? Yes, it is. This yeah. is a new home. Yeah, it's a nice home. One thing I liked, uh, I know you guys do really good videos, which is really helpful. And I made a suggestion once that please show the front yard, the street view and the backyard. And I saw they're doing that now. It makes it. Yeah, I remember easier. that suggestion coming through. You're like, yeah, oh, that's a pretty good idea to say yes. But I, one thing I've learned is almost all the houses are fixed up about the same way, which is comforting. You know, you're doing basically the same thing over and over. It's why you can do it so well. And so we got the purchase price and the rental income. And then in the context of a new house, I think that's about right. My first house was 95000 So Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. The rent was lower and it wasn't new. Well, so let's go back there, Roger. So you obviously are an individual who has a number of investment options out there. Your first property that you purchased was $95,000. we will see the remaining properties, but yeah. all of them were incredibly low price compared to the, what the market is today. Right. Why are, and now it's wonderful to hear that you're going to be buying another two. Why are you not just having your arms up in, in the air and saying, listen, I can't buy something that's $260,000. Why, why is it still making sense for you to make an investment like this, knowing that you're paying more than double, almost three times what you paid for your original property? <laughs> Well, I know uh, the deferred maintenance is zero or minimal with all of these. Jacksonville's been great. And I really like having less to do with, with regard to management. So the house down the street, although I had good tenants, I had to trim the trees and there was always something going on. And as I get a little older, I want to do less of that and do more passive or semi, semi-active rather than active. So yes, the prices have gone up, but that's the price. That, you know, that's what happens when you're in a good community. They have to go up, and it's going up around here too. So I couldn't get fifteen hundred for that same, you know, dollar investment in Charlottesville. Yeah, be quite quite difficult. Yep, that's right. It seems to be like you make your decisions based on people, um, right? Yeah, I would imagine that's how you make all those other decisions, all those cool things that you get to do. I know that you just mentioned that, and you know what you get here in Jacksonville, right? It's an under-promise, right. over-deliver mentality. 
Um, and then this asset class in real estate, right? still performs really, really well compared to the other options. Where else are you going to put it? You know, it's probably not going to well, put it in the stock market now, right? <laughs> Most people exactly. are over there, right? So if in your real estate options, I'm sure you're looking to diversify and boom, get you up to 10 properties, get that management cost down. Numbers actually look a lot better when you get 8% versus 10% too. So yeah, I like the fact that you can sell these homes to owner occupants in the future, unlike a duplex or fourplex, for instance. You know, I've looked in Buffalo, New York, and Cleveland. I, I'm from Buffalo, and I thought, wouldn't it be great to have a rental property there so I can go, go see the Sabres or the Bills or visit right. my hometown? And same with Cleveland. I used to live there, and they're, they're lower-cost cities, but they're on the rise. But I could never find a, a company that's as integrated as JWB or does such a good job. And Keith Weinold couldn't either. He has some suggestions for other communities, Dayton and Nashville, maybe things like that. But, you know, I don't want to pay income tax in New York or, or Ohio or some of these other states that they, they charge income tax. So back to Florida does not makes an already complex situation a little bit easier to manage. Everybody knows how complex, you know, income tax returns are, especially when you're you know, getting more than just a salary. Love it. Not yeah. something we typically talk about. Very true. Makes yeah, sense. I mean, Roger, I, so, I want to dive. I want to dive into your story more, but I want to. I want to do a little bit of like X's and O's right here, since we got a couple new folks and there's some new concepts. But we also like to, when we kick this off, I like to ask GC, what does he love about this property? What do you love about this property, GC? Well, I love the fact that this property is brand new construction because brand new construction. Roger mentioned it here. You're going to have lower maintenance costs in brand new construction than a property that has been professionally renovated, right? And JWB does renovations. We also do new construction. So I love renovations, but I love new construction for a different reason, right? New construction has lower maintenance costs and lower vacancy costs. And so if we go down to the bottom, there are the property assumptions here. The easiest way for everybody who's on this call, uh, if anybody would like to go and download this spreadsheet, you can go to jwbinventory.com and you can fiddle around with the numbers as we're known to do here. Look at a new construction home. You're going to see a 4% maintenance rate. That means that on average each year, you're going to give back about 4% of the rents that you collect in the form of maintenance costs. And this has been substantiated by our data flywheel, the data and the tracking that we have for over 2,500 turnkey properties that we have built, renovated, managed, sold to clients, continue to manage and seeing what those average maintenance costs come in at. So for new construction, you're at a 4% figure. For a renovation, you're at 7.5%. So here's a little, little thing. I think most people probably know this. When new investors come to JWB, most people look at new construction and like, I'm in. <laughs> you know, like people just, it's easier on the eyes, right? Part of this is like the biggest pain point, point for people is maintenance cost, vacancy cost, right? less turnover, right? So if you can have a slightly lower maintenance cost for new construction, I know it just, it's easier, especially for a first time client to come in and look at that. And you know, the vast majority of our inventory now is new construction. So that lines up very well. So this is also ready to close. You can start your loan immediately, which means you can lock in your interest rates, which today are lower than they are going to be in the future. You do not have to put this under contract, wait six months, wait nine months, like the normal market requires you to do. So for all those reasons, that's why I love this property. There you go. That right there is what I call a golden nugget that we're going to clip out 
and post on the JWB YouTube channel. If you're on YouTube, check it out. And while you're at it, you may have noticed that this is being done live in front of an audience. If you want to be part of the show, go to nyais.com. That's not your average investor show, nyais.com. Register and join us on a Tuesday or Thursday at 1230 Eastern. Trust me, it's as fun as it sounds. Now let's get it back to me and GC kicking it with our not your average investor homies. There's a couple of things that I've learned to look for that aren't as obvious. So one would be, is the home on a septic system or on the sewer? The very first house I bought, I turned out it was on the septic and I didn't even know it. Yeah. Oh, this was on septic. This is on septic. Well, let's talk so about that. Septic means you have, you know, some paperwork to do and re- you have to renew your contract with the company and renew the license every two years. Another house I have, the, the county is going to replace uh, the septic with a public sewer. And I had to sign some papers. So that's that's done for free. So let's talk about when, this, the septic thing, though, Roger, because I think you bring up a good point, right? In the past, in past years on evaluations that had septic, we had a higher maintenance rate for properties that were on septic. Now we don't have that. They perform whether they're on septic or sewer, it's the same as far as our our numbers. Roger, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but we implemented a septic warranty program that actually protects owners of rental, of new construction or renovations that have just happened where the septic tanks are brand new there's a septic warranty program that you don't have to pay for, which means you're protected against any big losses from the septic tank or from the drain field or things like that. Didn't know if you if you were aware of that, but that's been an upgrade since you started buying back in the day. That's for brand new septic tanks? Yep. So where it doesn't, so for you who bought in 2012 for your septic tank, it's not retroactive. Of course, it doesn't. I mean, there's a company that provides this. They're not going to go back and retroactively do that. So it's sure. not going to cover your past septic tanks. But what it's going to do is get, for any decisions that are made now or over the past year, it's protecting those folks. You were able to win on your, on your rental property in different ways rather yeah, than having yeah. the septic warranty, which we get to get into in just a minute. But yeah, man, so it, it really takes a lot of those fears of septic properties off the table and allows us to lower our expected maintenance rate because you're right, septic properties should have higher maintenance costs than sewer properties unless you have this warranty in place, which we do. There's another thing to look for. Is the property in a homeowner's association? Turns out I have one that is. And you can look at it two ways. You're going to have to pay more per year in the homeowner's dues. You're going to get letters saying the grass is not cut and there's mold growing on the side. But on the other hand, of course, the neighborhood is maintained a little better. And that should in the end, result in a higher value. So I have one of those. Yeah. And, you know, for us at the end of the day, no matter which way you shake it, we have to be able to hit the return requirements. The market right now is bearing somewhere around 6% as far as our returns before home price appreciation, bearing about 6%. So if we are going to bring an asset to a client that has a really high HOA due it's not going to work. The cash flows are not going to be strong enough. The return on investment is going to be 5% or 4% or something like that. We can't do that. We wouldn't buy that property and we wouldn't present it to you. So as long as we can get to what the market is bearing, that 6% figure somewhere around there, whether it has 
septic or sewer, whether it has an HOA or not, it's got to fit into that box. There are pros and there are cons to, to HOAs, but the thing that you definitely want to avoid is a very high HOA, which typically offers a lot of amenities and kills your cash flow and kills your return on investment. That's something you generally want to stay away from. The other thing I look for is a garage, and I think almost all your homes have garages. But, but where I live here, it's very rare to have a garage. Yeah. But I would definitely want at least a single car garage, and that one's got two because you built it. Curious. Built it for the ones that, and I agree with you, it's great to have a garage when you can get it, especially in new construction. Do you, do you remember your your homes you bought in 2012, 2013, 2014, 15? Yeah, was, I have them right here. Do, do they have garages? I think they almost all do. Yeah. Yeah. So the first house I bought, it was amazing. It had a single car garage, hardy plank and brick. Yeah. Three bedrooms, two and a half baths on a paved, quiet cul-de-sac. Yep. I mean, and, there, and almost all the houses are sort of like that. And none of the people watching this show, including me, know anything about the neighborhoods. All we know is you pick, you know, B neighborhoods. They're all going to be pretty good. They're not going to be great. So really it doesn't really matter to me much where anything is. Yeah. In fact, when I came to visit you guys, I thought, I'm going to drive by every one of the houses. Yeah. And I drove by like one and go, now nah, let's go to the beach because they're <laughs> scattered all over the city. And I wanted to go see Pablo and have a drink and get to yeah. St. Augustine in downtown with Alex. I didn't even drive awesome. by, but one of the houses. That's awesome. That's yeah. so funny. I hear that often. You know, folks yeah. are like, I'm going to come down. I'm going to check out every property. And they go and see one or two. And they're like, it's Jacksonville. The beach is calling my name. We're going to get some yeah. fun stuff to do. I've, I've done enough to trust these folks. Okay, I'm good. I, I checked off one or two. I'm good. Yeah. And I went to the office. That was probably the best. And seeing Alex and Pablo and Greg was out of town with his, you were, your mom was in California, I guess. Yeah, there was something else going on that time. I wasn't there. That's right. You're out of yeah. town. Yeah, your mom was in town. So I, I want to do something. We're going to go deeper into, into Roger's story in a second. But I think since we just unveiled these new numbers of this like 30%, yeah. we got a question here from Rahul. Uh, Raul, Rahul, let me know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. He says here, conventional means 20% or 30%. Let's, let's talk through that with this, with this sheet right now. Yeah. So conventional financing can either be 20% down or 25% down or 30% down. It, that's not really what defines conventional financing. Conventional financing is those loans that are typically sold to Fannie Mae, uh, which all fit into a certain buy box, a certain loan criteria for them. So that it's it, that's what a conventional loan is. Those are the lowest rates available for individual borrowers. Uh, but no matter what product, meaning the the loan product that you, the conventional loan product that you have, you have the choice of putting twenty or twenty five or thirty percent down. And so for this evaluation, we have thirty percent down. This is the first one I've been able to share with you all. Yeah. So let's take a look at this. You know, I don't even know if I mentioned the interest rate increase. I think I did a couple of shows again. But I'm just assuming they're going up. They are going up. They are going up, right? So five and a quarter percent is what we're estimating right now. I'm telling you, guys, those are going up soon. I don't know when we're going to make the move. We we look at all of our lenders' interest rates on, an, on, a, on a weekly basis. That's definitely going up here soon. So you you have the ability to lock it in before that happens. But thirty percent with five and a quarter percent loan interest. You know, should we do the exercise of uh, seeing twenty five percent and twenty percent? Yeah. So yeah, just for just for honestly, I'm curious, right? Because I'm looking to get my third property as well. So ROI goes to six point three percent. Let's go back to the summary here, and as soon as I get that fixed, nope, in the wrong place. 
goes down to $30 in a, a month in cash flow, and that's 6.35%. And then if we go back into 20%, now we head back and we're slightly negative in cash flow. ROI goes 6.61%. Absolutely. Okay, man. Good to, good, good to know. So, so what, why do we, why do we move to 30%, right? Well, this is somewhat forward, right? Like we could put 25% down right here and still have a cash flow positive. Our identification of a great asset is one that is break even or cash flow positive, And that you hold on to for the full market cycle and allows you to profit from the other four profit centers. So 25% down right here still checks that box. So we're getting out in front of this. I'm trying to bring everybody who's a part of our community there early and talk about not only is JWB doing this, but if you want to have a positive cash flow investment in other markets as well, this is the way that you're going to be thinking about this. Whether it's today or whether it's two months from now or six months from now, this is something that's going to be a topic. Uh, so we're somewhat forward in it, but I just know this is where it's going. So that's why we made that decision um, in order to do that. You give up a little bit of your return on investment, right? From 6.35 to 6.16%, right? Mm-hmm. I'm never, I never like that. But what's more important is having an asset that pays for itself every single month, right? Then a couple of tenths of a point of, of return, right? Now I will say, and this is the value of sitting down with us and going through our, our buying plan and our introductory phone calls that you have with our team. There are some clients we're going to sit down and we're going to say, listen, 20% down, or 25% down is the right move. Together, we're going to come to that decision. Mm-hmm. The conversation has to be, talk to me about your reserves. Yep. Talk to me about what you have set on the side. Because on a monthly basis, you know, over the long haul, this is going to be cash flow negative. If you do that, if you're prepared, then your actual return on investment will be higher. So you know, depending on what your goals, your resources, your reserves are, 20%, 25% still may make sense. But for the general public where you, know, you got your standard reserves there, we're putting out that the 30% is the way to go because that's what ensures cash flow positive. All right. Let's knock out a couple of questions here. We got a, okay. anonymous, a anonymous says, so one should hold a house for 20 years to get the full benefit? Question mark. Great question, Mr. or Mrs. Anonymous attendee. A couple different ways to, to go about this answer. The full and best way to maximize your returns on investment are to hold on through a full market cycle. That's just a general investment strategy, right? Regardless of what's going on this year or last year or whatnot, if you look over time, historically, real estate cycles repeat themselves about every 10 to 20 years. And so if you buy and you hold for a full real estate market cycle, you can look back at what your historically accurate average home price appreciation rate is per year and factor that into your decision when you're buying. You know, in Jacksonville, Pablo, I'm glad you got it queued up right here. Let's do that, right? Historically, Jacksonville has appreciated a rate of 4.6% per year on average. And then you can see that now that bumps your total returns on investment, including home price appreciation up to to about 21%, right? That is how you, that's what I mean by maximizing your full return on investment. Now here's the, the caveat, right? You have to be in for a full market cycle to count on home price appreciation in my experience and based on what the data says, because if you go too short, if you only go one year, three years, five years, seven years, 10 years, right? Things can go up, things can go sideways, things can even go down. And so what I'm speaking of, the strategy here is buy and hold for a full market cycle. Now that's not to say that you can't really do well by buying a rental property like you did last year, you bought two of them. The market's gone up 20% on 
a financed asset for you. So yeah. you've done incredibly well in yeah. year one, yeah. right? You beat your return expectations in year one, but I'm trying to guide everybody for not what we experienced last year, not what we're going to experience this year for how you're going to create generational wealth over the next 10 to 20 years. And that's why I really advocate buying and holding. I want to get into Roger's uh, portfolio and his journey. You want to answer these two questions real quick. Are Rapid, the rates fire. For, huh? Rapid fire. Rapid fire. If you can do it, Greg, are the rates for JWB notes going up? No. No. What range of pricing is the JWB inventory at right now? 180,000 to 280,000. Okay. Look at that. That is the best rapid fire round Greg has ever done in his oh, life. God, <laughs> this is breaking news. <laughs> All right, Roger, this is where we get to the part of the show when we have a guest investor on that we like to call, this is your life, Roger Voice Nat. <laughs> Sounds like the and Millionaires what, Club. You like that? <laughs> what an impressive life it is over there, Roger. Yeah. We all want your life. Yeah. So GC, you want to tell them what's going on over here? I would love to, Roger. I don't, like I was mentioning, I don't know if this is something you've seen lately, uh, but what I'm sharing with you is your client ROI report. That's the base of everything we're going to share here. For those who are watching you for the first time or fans of the show here, this client ROI report is our scorecard. It's how we hold ourselves accountable here at JWB. So when Roger came on board over 10 years ago, we sat down and we said, let's map this thing out. And he said, listen, I'd like to earn this passive income for a certain reason. And we broke that down into a certain goal and all of that good stuff. So Roger, I know, I don't know if you've dusted this thing off in a while, but when we sat down a long time ago, we asked you what your why was and your why that we uh, have here for you is supplemental income. Could you kind of share with us what was your why when you originally made the decision to invest with us? Well, you, you can't ever really get to where you want to be emotionally and financially just with your uh, working by the hour. You know, even if it's on commission, which we do in real estate. Mm -hmm. So you want you want your assets to work for you all the time. And that's, you know, passive income. And the more passive income, I think the better one's life is if it's positive. So learn about investing in single family homes through you know my work here in Charlottesville that I met you guys. So uh, it's great to know that Eight to ten thousand dollars a month is coming into an account after most expenses, and at some point everything will be paid off, and that's that's when I'll go uh, to Belize more. <laughs> yeah, right. Or J or Jacksonville. <laughs> we, you know, we might have a branch office in Belize here before we know. We've got clearly a lot of <laughs> a lot of folks. That. <laughs> yes, Belize. <laughs> Roger, when I got to put this together for you, it was really, really fun, not just because you and I are friends and we've been investing, you know, you've been investing with us for so many years here, but it's, you know, it's, it's hard to take a client all the way to the point where we've reached their passive income goal. It takes many times, 10 years, 20 years. And because Roger has invested with us for so long, this, what we're looking at right now is an example of Roger showing up 10 plus years ago and saying, I wanted to have the supplemental income so I can do the things that I want to do. He let us know that we needed to generate $3,500 of passive income from his JWB portfolio. We broke that down into an, the number of rental properties it was going to take to do that, which based on the market at that point was eight properties. He purchased those eight properties. And as we stand here today, sharing this awesome success story, you've reached that brother by a large margin. I looked at your average passive income in 2021, the full year last year, and your average income was $7,567. Wow. 
and we got there together, man. I'm so, so happy for you. Thank you. I remember the original goal was just five homes. In fact, on some report, it shows the original goal, and obviously we've exceeded that. And I wouldn't have exceeded it had I not been so happy and confident in Greg and Alex and Pablo and Lauren and Sarah and Jamie and the whole team, you know. It's uh it's a it's a total team effort. You're right. I it get really the, the easy job to be here and be the spokesman for it, but everybody yeah. here just loves and appreciates you. Um and it just means a lot. It's it means a lot to be able to to get to that finish line there. So we're super, super proud. Let's take a look at what your actual portfolio looked like. These were the actual real prices and dates and mm-hmm. uh properties that you own still. And so that one on Odin, like you mentioned there, you purchased it for ninety five thousand dollars in twenty twelve. Yeah. Couldn't have picked a better time to start investing in 2012, as yeah. the data has shown us. You came back in 2015 and purchased three at one time. Yeah. Another two in 2018, in 2019. So two years ago, we purchased another one. Last year, another one for 157,000. And it was cool to hear your your plan. Now sounds like you create enough income to be able to pay down one of the the HELOCs, or maybe it's just one HELOC. You pay down that HELOC and then you use that HELOC again to buy your next property. Is that kind of the strategy for the last few years here? Yeah, yeah my HELOC's 280. So all I got to do is pay it down to uh, 150 or so to get enough for the next house. So this is something that anyone who invests should know. And you and I know you experienced this. Every day you will get phone calls yeah. wanting to buy your house or text. Most of them will say spam risk, so you don't have to answer them. Yeah. So I get between between telephone calls, texts, and postcards and letters, seven to 12 solicitations a day, <laughs> all from Florida, wanting yeah. to buy these houses. More money, more problems is what they say where I come from. Yeah, it's it's a thing. <laughs> I, I don't mean, know how we, to... we can stop it. I know we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, we need the government to step in and stop yeah. stop allowing. I mean, the thing that bothered me the most is the text, right? Yeah. People just send text blasts. They get your number. What they do is they look it up on the public record and they figure out some form that you filled out online from somewhere. They aggregate all that data and there's really you know, no way to stop it, in my opinion, other than some government intervention and really you know, doing more than just slapping companies on the wrist who, who try to solicit that way. So I'm definitely in the camp of hoping that happens. All right. So one thing we always do is we pick out the highest lifetime return on investment, and then we'll look at the lowest lifetime return on investment out of uh, Roger's eight properties here. So the, uh, the highest performer here is this one at 3116 20th street West. You are at an 8.03% return on investment. Again, not including home price appreciation. Uh, which is a big win. We can see consistency here for the last three years that you've owned the property, right? Your lowest returns mm-hmm. are about five and three quarters. Your highest are about 8.9. And uh, there's a lot of things that changed between 2020 and 2022. So always nice to see that consistency in that asset class. So let's talk about the lowest lifetime return, right? This one on Gasper Circle East, okay? 5.16%, right? Let's look. In 2018, 7% returns. 2019, roughly 7%. 2020, 8% returns. 21, 2021, we had about 6% returns. What's going on in 2022, Roger? I see negative 26% returns. Wait, I thought you were happy with this investment, right? I think uh, one of the tenants started you know, making illegal drugs in there or something because he left oh, no. the place in bad condition. Oh, no. So, I the thing that's not obvious there is I know your team is first of all we had to pay for the the refitting and and the uh, repairs but 
the tenant will, in the end, probably be paying part of that through some legal legal means that you guys were pursuing. It's it's not evident there yet, but yeah, that goes on behind the scenes and takes time when someone does that to a home. Well, when you own eight homes for ten years and you own you know, 300 plus homes like I have owned for 16 years, I can guarantee you're going to have some horror stories like this at some point. It comes along with the territory. You know, Roger, it doesn't seem to have shaken your confidence in the model. I mean, if you could speak to somebody who hasn't invested yet that is fearful of a moment like this, what, what would you tell them? Well, just look at the big picture. And, and, you know, any asset you own is subject to these, you know, dark star events. I bought some Tesla stock a month ago and it went up immediately. But who would have guessed that Elon Musk would buy Twitter and it would go down 12% <laughs> oh, in one day? And that's the equivalent of having a bad tenant who damaged the house when they moved out. And the good thing here is that even though 2022 looks very negative here, we need to keep in, in mind that this is only reflecting three months of data, right? So anytime yeah. you only have three months of data, it's going to make it either look a lot better or a lot worse. And the biggest thing to look at there is the annualized lifetime returns and rental properties you're going to have some ups and you're going to have some downs on an individual property basis. It's this portfolio mindset and long-term mindset that you really need to subscribe to in order to make sure you're understanding and making the best decisions here. So overall, a little bit over 5% return after just having a, a horror, horrible moment. Yep. There are other investments that would perform a lot worse than that. We're not really investing in the home so much. We're investing in Jacksonville market and JWB's ability to Keep them. I love that. Sounds like a quote card to me. <laughs> Sounds like a quote card. <laughs> all right, Roger, we're going to wrap this thing up, my friend, and the okay. best part of this. So what I get to do is break down all of the five profit centers, including the profit center that, Roger, you really haven't seen beyond what some random company has sent you a letter about as far as right. your home price appreciation. So I did a little analysis on all eight of your properties for any folks who are watching the show or any clients who want to be a part of this, something I offer for everybody who wants to, to do this. So if you want to be a part of the show, reach out to Madison right now, raise your hand. and we, We'd love to make a spot for you on a future show. Uh, but Roger, here's, here's where we are for the five profit centers. So from 2012 till now, your net rental income has been over $353,000 of net rental income. How does that make you feel? Very good. I think <laughs> We need to tell the viewers that you are not allowed to pay the income taxes or, or insurance. No, not income tax, real estate taxes or insurance, yep, right? I know what you mean. So the someone like me has to pay that outside of this review. For a property that you own in cash, and this is something we, we disclose and share, right? This is a very passive investment, but it's not passive to the point where we're going to pay your property taxes for you and we're not going to be on the hook to pay your insurance costs for you. And a financed investment. Yeah, right. Is that correct? I think so. Either way, even if we were, we, we wouldn't do it, right? Yeah. Um, in a financed investment, this is taken care of for you because the bank generally escrows it in your payment. So you don't right. have to make a separate payment. You don't have to think about it. But right. for a cash purchase, you do have to think about it. And right. uh, I'm really glad you pointed that out. It's not something we've talked about yet. I hadn't heard that. All right. So taxing, since we're talking about taxes, this is a different type of taxes. These are your income taxes that are saved because of how you're purchasing this home and depreciation in a tax perspective, which saves you tax dollars you don't have to spend. Raj, you've uh, saved over $55,000 in taxes by buying rental properties and taking advantage of that depreciation. Pretty cool, huh? 
So one note, you don't want to own a home like this in a real estate IRA or a SEP IRA because you can't get the, the appreciation. And I had one home, not with JWB, that I ended up selling just to get it out of the mm-hmm. uh, equity trust account. Mm-hmm. So that's that's poor. Yeah, the, the depreciation is a big, a big deal. That's why one reason people invest in real estate. Absolutely. So if we do some of these breakdowns for folks that have purchased in their IRA, it's a big zero for tax savings there, right? You're missing out on one of the profit centers. Now, it still can make sense depending on your goals and whatnot, but tax savings are so much better when you purchase outside of your retirement accounts. Mm-hmm. Principal pay down. Now, I couldn't factor in how you do the HELOC and all that good stuff. So I'm just taking yeah. with what, what was seen there. But when you buy properties in cash, there is no loan on it. So we haven't been able to benefit from principal pay down. So our principal pay down is zero there. One thing we really have taken advantage of is home price appreciation. Roger, for your eight homes that you purchased in various stages from 2012, 2015, 2018, 2019, 2021, you have earned over $715,000 in home price appreciation for choosing the right team in the right market. Did you know that? That's twice the rental income too. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, gl- I'm glad you pointed that out. And it's probably even more than that. What you know, when you, if I really had to sell, I don't know what what numbers you're using. Are you using tax tax assessment numbers, or I'm just I'm looking at it. I'm just putting my own expertise on it. You know. Oh, okay. Very yeah, good. Yeah. Look- <laughs> Yeah. So I, I feel pretty good about that, that number, but, but what's also included there is I'm taking out, even if you were going to sell, I'm taking out all the costs and holding costs and selling costs and all that. So that is decreasing your returns on investment. So your your returns, if I didn't include that stuff, would actually be much higher than that. Um, But this, and I'm so glad you pointed out that it's even more, it's twice as much as your net rental income. Yet Mm -hmm. most people who know they're going to be investing for a 10 to 20 year period, don't factor in potential home price appreciation when choosing a market. Clearly, Roger did, and clearly he's benefited from that choice. And I do get principal paid on it, just not obvious. So all these numbers are actually better than exactly. Exactly. Pretty good. Inflation hedging, you're you're benefiting that from that right now because your home prices have gone up, like we just talked about. Your rents have gone up, like we've talked about. Even on your HELOC, which you're paying down right? You are benefiting from that because inflation right now, it's probably closer to 10 or 15%. And I know you're not paying anywhere close to that on the money that you borrow. Um, You you continue to win as an inflation hedge. We take out those selling, holding, and closing costs just to make this a true IRR, a true return on your investment, including the time value of money here. And your expected returns when you showed up and put that money with us, Roger, back in the day, we told you to expect a 7% return on investment from all five profit centers. Your actual return on investment is 15.9%, my friend. We are absolutely meeting expectations and honestly means a lot uh, that we have such a strong relationship and just doing this service for folks that we just love and appreciate so much like you, Roger, man, it just makes it all the way, the more um, just worthwhile. It's, uh, and then it's there's the intangible benefits of providing you know, good housing for families, helping keep your staff employed, for instance. And uh, having someone to visit when we go to Florida. <laughs> There's so many other positive benefits. I mean, I, you know, going back to the decision you made, listen, in 2011 or 2012, whenever we met, we were a lot less polished. We didn't have this track record. You, you took a leap of faith uh, in investing in me. And it's something that I always really, really appreciate, especially for those early adopters. 
now looking back after 10 years, how, how has this experience changed your life? I think it made me realize that one can invest outside their community. Usually people say, I got to be able to drive by everything I own and feel comfortable in, in the community. But now through meeting you, through uh, Equity Trust and going down to Jacksonville, I learned that I can invest comfortably outside my community. And that led to other things, like I told you, Panama, Belize. It's, I don't know, I think it just, uh, it's a good feeling to be more independent that way. It's a good time in my life because I'm working less and less. I don't know. I'm older than you guys, but uh, I even get social security now. <laughs> which someday, I wouldn't uh, believe that. It's a great feeling to have like $3,300 show up in your bank account every month. There you go. Without having to ask for it. Another form of passive income for you. And then all the note income I get, which goes to the equity trust. When you reach a certain age, you have to take a, a one thirtieth of it out every, every year. Mm-hmm. So that's another like $36,000. Mm-hmm. So the note income, which is tax-free, comes out eventually. Mm-hmm. I, they do take some taxes out when they send it to you, but that's another income stream that I actually can use now. I love it. I, I was just yeah. letting it grow and grow and grow, and now I can take it out and use it for vacations or whatever. Those minimum distributions. Yes. Require required minimum, minimum distributions. distributions. You can solve that through private lending as well. It's another really yeah. good point we haven't talked about. The private lending is like super duper. It's one of my favorites. Roger, you have um you have lived up to your billing. We've got the, the chats going crazy here talking about how how much they admire your multiple streams of income and how well you're doing. You got I think somebody you let your your Zoom account that says, Roger, you're a great friend and a rock star. We'll be talking to JWB very soon to start investing. Oh, cool. You got, you got fans in Virginia. You got fans here in Jacksonville. You got fans all over the Not Travage Investor Show community. Can, can I show you one last investment? Please. Yeah. Please. Right here. Wayne Gretzky's autographed and game used hockey stick. No way. <laughs> Did you just buy that? No, no. I bought 96 game used and autographed sticks from my teammate from the New Jersey Devils, gave him 5,000. I donated 66 of them to Miami University's hockey team. And a local bar owner gave the team $15,000. So I have about 35 left. They're all like Hall of Fame players. And this Gretzky was appraised at $1,500 20 years ago. So God knows what it's worth now. Oh, so man. there's investments everywhere. You just have to know where to look. Can you see this? I love that. Eat, we can see it. Eat man. your heart out can NFTs. Can yeah, you see really? this? Like, yes. It's better yeah, than it's an NFT. Cool. There's his autograph. Yeah. Very Everybody cool. Knows Wayne Gretzky, which is why I chose this one. I have others. <laughs> Very cool. Roger, there are, David Singy is asking, how can we connect with Roger outside of the Facebook group? Are you open to it? Right. I, I have a yeah. feeling that you are. I'm on Facebook. Just look my name up. Okay. I don't think there's too many others, but the one in Virginia is me. Okay, there you go. All right. So are you Rogers? Are you in our group? Yes, I'm in the group. Okay, that'll be an easier way for David to find you. Uh, okay. David, you can join the group at jwbfacebookgroup.com. Jwbfacebookgroup.com. You'll definitely. He's the only Roger voice and ad in our Facebook group. I can guarantee that. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Roger, I really appreciate this. Very educational for me. It's incredible to watch the 10-year track record of some someone that's doing it right, doubling your, you know, doubling your initial commitment. Like I don't think we've ever seen anybody um like that on the show. I learned a bunch. The power of the HELOC, 
bunch of takeaways. I want to thank our podcast audience. If you're listening, right, we appreciate it. Hope you join us one of these days, nyais.com to figure it out. Our, get our community that shows up every single week. We still got 30 plus people here hanging out for an hour in the middle of a workday. We never take that lightly. The idea that you take your time to listen to Roger, listen to GC, listen to me and Madison Babylon over here. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, GC, I'll give you last uh, last words here, my friend. Man, it's so nice to be back. I took a week off last week. I missed you all. It's uh, it's just a pleasure to be here with each and every one of you. Yeah. Thank you all. Roger, thank you for being here. I can't tell you what it means to be able to just talk about the journey with you, which is, um, you know, it's a longer journey than most of our clients have had. You know, we're talking 10, 12 years now and uh, just been a, a wonderful relationship. So thank you so much for believing in us in the beginning and giving us the opportunity to continue to serve you, my friend. Well, you're very welcome. I got just as much out of it as anyone else. And um I always talk about JWB to my friends. I hope they're going to watch. If they're not live, they're going to watch later. I'll tell you that. Let's have them join the group. We'll make sure yeah, that they can watch the group. Love I'll it. Love them. it, Roger. If, until next time, I'm just going to let you know, if, if, you have any, if you have any hopes of being like Roger, you cannot be an average investor. We'll see you on the next <laughs> show. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you listening to this podcast. Sending one of these episodes to a buddy or dropping us a review would be awesome. But what I really want you to do is go to nyais.com, register and join us live on a Tuesday or Thursday. Seriously, when are you going to do it? When are you going to be the next Lee, the next Jen, the next Nadim, the next Ken, the next Marilyn Cotterman from Hamasasa, Florida, the next Hervé Francois, so I can butcher your name for a while and then become your buddy, the next Bill Shields to come up with a hilarious new way to introduce yourself every time I do the roll call. You get the point. We got a bunch of amazing folks. We want you to be a part of it. Join us live on the show. Go to nyais.com, register, join us at least one Tuesday or one Thursday a month at 1230. I promise it's as fun as it sounds. Hope to see you on the show. I promise you will not be treated like an average investor.